Hello, I'm Marit Sneeman. Welcome to Calm, Clear and Helpful, a weekly podcast series on taking good care of yourself and others. Introducing you to a wide range of wellness professionals ready to inform and assist. Today's topic is how I experienced my mother's death. My guest is Belinda Brasnell, angel whisperer, animal communicator, author, and regression therapist from Funnabale Park. Welcome once again, Belinda. It's an honor to have you. Thank you so very much. I do like these conversations and for us to just share what we experience. It is so important in life. It is. To our listeners, after our conversation, Belinda will give us her three tips on mourning, and then it will be fun question time. Belinda, you recently returned from your pilgrimage to Ireland, on which you and I did a podcast, and you came back a different person. Please tell us about these changes. You know, I think we all can feel this year that we are changing, that the world is changing. And I also tell my clients, you know, we feel a sense of nervousness because change is afoot. And before I went, the angels did say to me that we'll come back different people. But I mean, you can't imagine really. You think, oh, okay, we'll see. You know, what can change when you come back home and fall back into routine? Mm. I must say that there is an extreme difference to who I am. I can't pinpoint it, can't put my finger on it, but it's in the way that I am, the way that I converse with people and the way that I experience my relationships with my close people and my clients. It is like it went to a new level without me physically doing anything except allowing myself to go to Ireland and trusting and believing in that experience. We'll come back to the question of trust a little later in our conversation. And then, Belinda, on the 12th of May, your mum died. How did that happen? My mum was actually very healthy for most of her life. My dad as well. They were very active people, always doing all of their work themselves. So they never actually went to the doctor. Um, they never got operations or anything like that. So, you know, when you see somebody often, you don't always realize how they deteriorate. But my father actually died nine years before my mom on the exact same day. My mom and dad was very much in love. And of course, they had the problems. But they were very close. And since my dad passed away, we could see that my mom lost her sense of self, her sense of belonging, why she was alive. She didn't have purpose anymore. She didn't enjoy her garden like she used to, all the things that, that gave her life sense. And so slowly, slowly, I think she started slipping away without us noticing. And it was really just even two weeks before she passed that 
we realized that something's really wrong, that she didn't have energy anymore. Um, she became unstable. She struggled to eat. But again, my mom didn't want to go to the doctor. And it was actually so beautiful, you know, the way my parents passed was both of them passed at home, my dad in his bed falling asleep. My mom sat upright on the couch and my sister came back to the couch to greet her, to go to work. And she found her just gone. So it was actually amazing. I think it is such a gift to go in such a way. Which emotions did you experience when your mum died? I think we, we never expected because we're always in denial, although we can see it coming. Mm. You know, you always think there's something that can still be done. Or, so you, you never really go into that, that experience of it is close unless you know they are very ill. So I think it was a sense of shock when my sister phoned me. But driving out to the plot, I saw my mom and my dad together. My mom had the most beautiful smile on her face. She didn't say anything. I could just feel that light radiating from her. So I got such a sense of peace. And it was interesting that both my sisters felt the same thing, that it was so right. The way she went was just so Perfect, because she didn't want to suffer or go to the doctor or be in hospital. And we honored that. And we were actually relieved for her and for ourselves that, you know, it didn't come to that point where we had to feel guilty about making decisions that she wouldn't have liked. Other emotions that I felt was the day afterwards that I felt like nothing was wrong. I actually felt on a spiritual high, that everything was in place and everything was perfect. It was only on the third day, the Sunday was Mother's Day, my mom passed on the Friday. And we, I started feeling emotional and sad. And I had this constant feeling that I had to phone her. You know, when you get that sense that you need to phone your mother mm. <laughs> kind of thing. And it wasn't where I can talk to the souls on the other side. It wasn't that. It was sort of that, that yearning, that knowing inside of me that I needed that connection. And I think from there, we all go through the ups and downs. There's so many stages of grief, and it doesn't come in a particular order. One day, everything is fine. And the following day you miss or you cry or you regret. So we all go through all of that and it's, it's the same for me. Yeah, so even if you had the knowing that everything, as you said, was in perfect order, one still has those, those emotional experiences. I think it's part of being human. We cannot conclude a certain phase of our lives without being sad because we don't necessarily mourn the person because we know that they are in a better place, but we mourn the end of everything we knew. Mm. 
Belinda, where did you find support in this time? My husband and my children are very supportive. And my support always comes from spirit. My connection to spirit and the divine and that inner peace inside of me, that is what always guides me. And, you know, usually we feel that we need to connect to the person to find that peace. I felt it with my dad. I needed to to connect with him, to receive messages from him. But with my mom, it was so perfectly completed that I never felt that I have to go into a discussion with her soul. And in the moments that she did show up to me, it was always just that presence, that smiling, beautiful, at peace presence, which wasn't the way my mom experienced life. My mom had her struggles. She she experienced a lot of bitterness and feelings that life wasn't going the way that she wanted it to. So seeing her or experiencing her in that absolute bliss is just so perfect to know that we, we actually don't know anything about the whole process of life and death. And we fear something that is so beautiful. And I actually wrote about this in my book, Conversations with the Angel of Death, that I wrote for my mother after my dad's passing. Because we all have to face this fear that we have inside of our own death or the death of a loved one. And what I found by the writing of that book was that there's nothing ugly or sad about death. And yet we fear it so. But it's life we fear. It's the living without the person or the being on our own. And there's nothing like the death of a mother to make you feel alone in the world. When your mum died, did you feel you had to be there for other family members? I think with my dad's passing, I felt a great sense of responsibility to be there for my mother. She needed messages from my dad on the other side. And, you know, for my sisters, they are fine. And I think because they are also very evolved. When my mom passed, we were all just in that same space. And I needed time to be with that because we drift apart in life. And when a loved one passes and when a mother passes, it is that realigning with who you are. And I felt a great need to realign with who my sisters are. And returning from Ireland, in Ireland, the three Feminine energies are very important. They also believe in the triple goddess, the feminine energy, the beautiful feminine. And in Ireland, it is really special when these three daughters. So it's sort of a trinity. And that came to me 
that after my mom's passing, we need to come together as these three pillars. We are all so different, but we all support each other in one way or another. And that brought me great peace. So I didn't really feel that I had to be there for them. But it it was sort of like we had to become a unit. Thank you, Belinda. Now, we all know that mother-daughter relationships can be very complicated. Would you like to comment on this? Yes. You know, some people have beautiful relationships with their mothers their whole life. But I believe that they soul contracts. So your soul chooses your mother and your father and your siblings. And we have certain relationships with them that benefits our soul's growth, your expansion into being the soul that you are on earth. And, you know, the relationship with the mother expresses that need to be loved, to be nurtured. And if you don't have that with your mother, it can be a very lonely path. For me, I think I was a difficult child. (laughs) I always say I was born sad. I was born with the coal on my head. So I was intuitive from the start. I was very sensitive very emotional and usually ill a lot of the time. I struggled with illness as a child. So I think also being the third child and the family expected me to now finally be the boy Mm. (laughs) can take the family name to the next step. So there were lots of unsaid expectations on my parents and I think on me that caused a lot of stress within the family. And we don't usually know these things. It's not that your parents tell you that or that they believe in that necessarily. But it can play out subconsciously because your soul knows what you needed to get from this relationship. And... I think when I was born, I felt such an abandonment from spirit. Life has always been difficult for me. To just be alive is difficult. And the mother role can play that out for you. And I think I needed my mother to play that out for me, especially after 30 when I started experiencing the angels again and really deepening my spiritual path. But what I realized with my mother on the day that she passed, it was actually to me such a gift that we gave each other. Because since I turned 40, I decided that happiness cannot come from outside. I'm going to take responsibility for my own happiness And I decided that I want to experience inner peace, no matter what I go through. So I started on a journey of meditation and yoga. And 
I struggled a lot with abandonment issues, not just from my mother, but she played that out for me. And so I went for very deep healing processes and hypnotherapy that my mother didn't even know about. But by me transcending that inside of me, something transcended outside. And so the more I released those emotions and issues, the less she had to press those buttons for me. And it was so beautiful that the last couple of years, we could really talk as mother and daughter. I could really think, I miss my mother. I'm going to phone her. And at the end, she would say, I love you. And I could honestly say, say to her, I love you. So we didn't have the, the close mother-daughter relationship. But we had an understanding. And when she passed, it felt like she gave me a gift to say, you did that work. You transcended that for yourself on earth and for the greater consciousness. And it felt like I gave her the gift to go because I did the work, that she didn't have to stay and still play that out for me because I committed to do what needed to be done so that she could be free. This is very much like the pieces of a puzzle falling together but as you said it was the result of intention and of deep work not so yes and i think i also need to honor my own soul that i came to that point where i could decide that and you know we often need to respect ourselves and it feels to me like through this process with my mother and seeing her so happy on the other side, it feels like a flag has been planted on my part that we can celebrate together. Belinda, I wanted to ask you to read us the poem that you wrote after your mum had passed. Okay. I just want to say that, you know, we, we feel these deep feelings and don't often let it flow. And these feelings are often harsh. And we struggle to show that to the world, that we are feeling the harsh emotions. And they need to come out. So the poem starts with the harsh emotions and then flows through this experience that I said of how I realized what my mom taught me. So this is the poem. My mother is dead. I am an earthly daughter no more. I dwell through childhood memories, all clear, more than before. My mom has passed. My time will come. I am aware that my life is my choice. My will be done. My mum's has died. There is no fear, only pride. She made my way so clear. My birth mother is no more. I drown in sorrow, yet rejoice for her sake. 
She never again has to wake. My mum is free. All has been done. I understand our path. Now it is up to me. My mother has gone. She has found eternal peace. Her love and wisdom goes forth in me. Why I wanted to talk about the death of my mother is because with every passing of someone, you always think of the guilt, what should have still been said, what should have still been done. And we can get such a hang up. We can stay so stuck in life, living with that guilt. I see it in my clients for whom I do mediumship sessions. They get stuck for years in that I should have done more. I should have done that. I should have been there. And I did go through that after my mom passed because I know I wasn't always a perfect daughter. Far from it. But I knew that I did what I just what I could at that time. And I want to share this with people because you need to admit that to yourself, that something was playing out between you and your mother. And whether good or bad, you had to play that role and you need to forgive yourself and you need to see the bigger picture. And when they pass over, that soul contract is completed. When you take over that role and start saying those things to yourself or your mother's voice becomes your inner voice, that is on you. You don't have to continue that path. And that is why it's so amazing to me that I felt this completeness with my mother's passing. And that is our own free will. It is in your hands to conclude that and to move on because she has moved on. That is such profound wisdom because, you know, I lost my mum decades ago and I think it would have helped me so much if I realised that the soul contract was complete at that stage. Because as you said, what actually happens is that she is in a better place, if that is your belief system, which it is mine, and then it is on you. As you said in your poem, my will be done. Now it is for me to take this further. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, our, our mothers resemble something of the life energy, nature energy around us. And I don't know about you, but I've always seen in my life, wherever I went, somebody would show up that also played out the, the mother role for me. I remember when I was a, an engineering student at East School, very lost and alone. There was this lady, she was a clerk, and she, she took over that role for me. And that made me realize, you know, it doesn't matter where we go in life. The mother energy is always available. 
And we live in a time where we are connecting to that mother love in life. We are all being taught to surrender and to allow self-love. Because when you allow self-love, you also allow support. We've grown up to be strong. You know, we need to be strong women. We are living in an age where we are empowered. But then we don't necessarily allow support. And that feminine energy is all around us. And that's something that I also experienced in Ireland more than here. The woods, the trees, the ancient stones. You know, they are just there. And for them, one year is one moment. It's just this endlessness. And when you go and sit in that nature energy, you will always feel held, protected, supported. But we don't often allow that. And we have this tremendous capacity for that mother energy inside of ourselves to be that for yourselves. But we haven't been taught how to. And this is really the time on earth where we need to be the examples of loving ourselves so unconditionally with such a loving mother energy that we allow it to come from everywhere. Because when you allow that mother energy to flow from you and through you, it will be available to you wherever you go. Yeah, indeed. I love the fact that you say we should allow, or we can allow the loving mother energy to receive that for ourselves. Because I think women often think if you say the word mother, the first thing that will come to mind is that I have to be that for others. So thank you for reminding us that it is, as you say, unconditional love for ourselves that we need and that we can experience if we open ourselves up to it. I always say to my clients, you know, you need to be the example of how to love you. When you love you, others will know how to love you. Just a quick explanation of what I do. I'm a content entrepreneur creating podcasts and articles for my own platform and for various magazines and digital platforms. My website contains a growing collection of podcast episodes and articles on emotional health, parenting, love relationships, and the life challenges we all face. Each episode or article showcases a therapist, coach, or other wellness professional, so you can get to know them and easily find an expert who will resonate with you should you need one. So far, I've interviewed 100 well-being providers from many countries. After all, online therapy and coaching means we can connect across continents. If you love getting a glimpse of the person behind the professional, 
Click on Up Close and Personal on my website for articles on many of the experts I've featured. And if you're a wellness professional interested in being my podcast guest or being featured in an article on my platform, or perhaps in a South African magazine, take a look at services on my website and send me an email. Now, back to my guest. As I've said before, we'll also touch on trusting life because you've mentioned to me that since coming back from Ireland, you have gained new insights into trusting life. I think it's all so perfect that when I allowed myself to surrender and, and trust in going to Ireland, in allowing the support from the universe to supply the money for me to go and to take a group and to have that amazing experience. It took me to the next level of trust and allowing, knowing that we are always supported and the best experience is always waiting, but you need to step into that. And I think because we grow up thinking that life is difficult, and we are constantly busy with survival and the belief in surviving, we miss how everything shows up at the perfect time, at the perfect moment. And when you start realizing that and you allow yourself to trust that and trust life, the flow of life, your whole life will change. And I know, know it sounds simple, and I know a lot of people would say it's not simple. But when you release the notion that life is difficult, things become simple. The angels always tell me trust and surrender goes together. You can't trust without surrendering, and you can't surrender without trust. So when you surrender something, it's not about giving it up. It's about trusting that you are not in control, allowing something greater to happen. And when you release that need to control it, you gain freedom. I've never felt so free in my life. Where can listeners learn more about your work? I'm very passionate about teaching after I've turned 50. So I've got a Thursday evening online where the angels share wisdom and teachings. And lately I've been channeling the angels live and people can ask questions to the angels directly. So they can subscribe by sending me a WhatsApp on 082 8938. I also share a weekly YouTube video on my channel, Angel Messages. It's not about future telling. It's about guiding people through the energy of what is possible for the week and how to create the best, most empowered week possible. And for the rest, I'm on social media and also my website. That is simply belindabrasnow.co.za. 
Yes, I'll include all these links in the podcast notes and I will attach the link to your website to the podcast. And then I also know that your book that you mentioned, Conversations with the Angel of Death, is now available on new platforms, isn't it? Yes, it is now available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble worldwide. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I also forgot to mention that I'm very passionate about teaching at retreats and my tours. So my next retreat is in Pringle Bay at the end of August and people can contact me. So basically at a retreat, it's about teaching you life skills, how to create inner peace, how to live a life of joy and surrender. And that is my passion. And I'm planning two more tours for now, Ireland again next year, April, and Scotland 2025, end of March, beginning of April. So people can connect to me or send me an email at angelmessages at telcomsa.net, which I know you will share as well. Yes. And yeah, let's get that group together and let's support each other in this feminine energy. I feel very strongly that at this stage, it's not just for women because men are also moving into the strong feminine, but we need to support each other. We are past living in this space where we have to do everything alone. We need to be there for each other. And this is what is so beautiful to me about these groups. It's like they were handpicked by the angels to come together. So I always say to people, if you feel the invitation, respond, because it means there's a space for you. Thank you, Belinda. Could we now have your tips on mourning? Yes. I just want to share what I felt with my mourning processes with my father and my mother. In the first place, don't try and be strong for everybody else. Don't downplay your emotions. Allow yourself to be sad. That's already three, but I want to add another one. Don't judge how other people mourn. And don't let others judge the way you mourn. Because we do mourn differently. Give each other the space, but be the example of being present in your own mourning. The angels keep saying to me that mourning is so, so important. They always say to me, we actually need to wail. And, you know, we are so conditioned to be prim and proper and not to show that you are sad. Who would think to wail? I mean, mm. there are certain cultures that do that, but we don't allow ourselves because we have to keep the pose. Imagine going out in nature and wailing. We need to do that. We need to have that release. So if you have a moment alone at home or drive somewhere where you can walk into a field and just wail, and if you don't know what wailing is, just start screaming and crying together. <laughs> yeah. Now, on a lighter note, are you ready for your fun question? 
always. <laughs> Belinda, if you were a crystal, which kind would you like to be? Oh, wow. I wouldn't know what to say if I overthought it, mm. but the the image that immediately came up was just a crystal clear crystal. I can't tell you whether it's a diamond or just a clear crystal. It's just a beautifully naturally formed crystal with facets that reflect the light. And I imagine myself spinning around, allowing that light to fill me and then shine out to the world. Beautiful. Thank you. And thank you for sharing your journey with your mother. I'm sure there are many listeners who have lost their mothers or maybe fear losing their mother. And I hope it resonated with them in the same way that it resonated with me. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's an honor. To our listeners, it was good of you to join us. I'd love you to subscribe to this series and rate it where you download your podcasts. And if you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you care about. Go to my website www.marietsneiman.co.za for this episode's podcast notes and for free articles and podcast episodes on how to live a happier life and have more fulfilling relationships. Do follow me on Facebook, just search for Mariette Sneeman, journalist. Calm, Clear and Helpful is compiled, hosted and edited by me with original music by Mart-Marie Sneeman. Catch you next Tuesday at 9 